Hi there, and welcome to the Man in the Van podcast, your regular audio drive time companion, where our main aim is education through a conversation. Through our conversations, delve deep into all things related to the tradesperson contracting community, from news to education to industry happenings, helping you do better business while building a better and improved South African tradesmen and women contracting community. Thanks for tuning in. Let's start the conversation. A warm welcome to our audience. My name is Willem Klopper. I'm your host. And in this episode, we will discuss SA Watermark. The objective of this conversation is to determine what exactly SA Watermark is and how they fit into the plumbing industry. We also intend to find out what the criteria are for products and components to become listed with the SA Watermark. And of course, then what the process for becoming listed is. Now with me in studio, I have my guest, Mr. Hermann Strauss. Just before we give our guests the opportunity to introduce themselves, let's hit the brakes. We'd like to remind our audience that this episode is proudly brought to you by Articulate It Plumber. Herman, thank you for joining me in studio. And uh, before I shoot with all of the other questions that I have, I would like just very briefly introduce yourself to the audience. Hi, everybody. Uh, hi, Willem. Uh, I'm Herman Strauss, and I'm the executive director for the SA Watermark. So, SA Watermark, Herman, what exactly is it? We hear people talk about it. We read about it. I mean, I've, I've visited uh, SA Watermark's um, website, so I've, I've had a look at it. But I do know that people in the plumbing industry are asking questions about it. What exactly is SA Watermark? Um, well, um, it's actually very simple. The SA Watermark is a register. It's a register of plumbing components that comply to SANS standards. It's as simple as that. Basically, when you say, Herman, a register, it's a list of products and or components that comply with national standards? That's absolutely correct, yes. Is it typically accessed by consumers or would you rather say installers for that matter? Well, it's accessed by plumbers, by the man in the van. It's accessed by um, consumers, especially people that want to know, that want to select products. There's different reasons why people would, would want to make sure that the product does comply. I was just about to ask what, what the relevance of such a register uh, is within the plumbing, plumbing industry. So it's actually quite an quite a important um, register. It's an important part of the plumbing. So we know that plumbing is, is very important. Within our country, water scarcity is a big issue. Um, there's a lot of actions to, to make sure that their water resources are protected. At the same time, the, um, the health and the safety risks that go with plumbing, that go with all the effluent, the removal of the effluent, um, managing the whole system, it's, it's, a, it's a link of different steps that needs to be in place. One of these uh, chains in the link is the products, is the product itself, to make sure that these products must be at least certain minimum comply with, a, with minimum safety standards so that they are functional and so that they contribute to the, to the overall safety and management of our uh, water resources. As you say, fit into that chain of, of components. Yes, absolutely. I mean, as we know, if, you, if one link in the chain breaks, uh, the, the, the whole purpose of the chain is, is defeated. I mean, we risk, the risk goes to the, especially to the consumers, the health and safety of the consumers in the long run. So it's, it's, it's critically important that, that we make use of compliant products. And that's obviously the reason why the, why the law requires that that be done that way. What does this register offer to the industry, to manufacturers, as well as to the, the public in general? 
mean, there's different technical ways to verify that products comply or not. And I mean, most of us, it's it's a <laughs> it's virtually impossible task. We can if we really want to, um, but it it's quite involved. So, looking at the register, seeing a product on the register, you know that all the checks and balances are in place. So it gives you confidence that you know that product can be used, and you can have peace of mind. Peace of mind that the link in the chain is protected. Um, what type of, of organization is SA Watermark Hermann? Is it a, a, a non-profit? Is it a PDY? Is it a CC, a closed corporation? So SA Watermark is a, uh, it's a non-profit. So I, I have to start by saying, remember this, this was established by the plumbing industry for the plumbing industry. Within the industry, a grouping of companies, organizations got together and identified the need and said, we need to, we need to take ownership and do something. Uh, part of the rules that they that they said they said you know what whatever we do it must be completely independent and it must be non-profit we don't want another company uh, benefiting from that uh, the purpose is not to make money the purpose is to contribute to the industry so Herman when when was it established I know that you told me now how it was established by but but when was it established it's a process that took a few years in development but at, at the end of the day it was I think it established in 2018. It was formally formally established. There was a process before the, it actually went live. Um, it went live about a year ago. Um, it's been running for a bit more than a, than a year now. Hadman, so we know now you know, how it was established and when it was established. We know that it's completely independent. Um, but how is it governed? So in the, the that's part of the independence of it, and that's part of of what the what the industry um, made sure made sure of when this was established. So the SA Watermark, it's actually maybe let me just correct that the the, the company there's a company registered. The name of the company is SA Independent Auditing Services, uh, fully registered as a non-profit organization. The SA Watermark is a is a brand name. It's a brand name that's been given to this specific project. So yes, technically we talk about SA Dependent Auditing Services with the brand SA Watermark. But SA Independent Auditing Services has got a, a executive committee that governs this. Now this executive committee have comprised of representatives all over industry, from manufacturers, um, installers, retailers, across the board. There are uh, representatives, it's about a 12-member um, executive committee that takes full responsibility for what the SA Watermark does and how, how the operations happen. It's not a one-man show? It's not a one-man show, not at all. Plus, it is established in such a way that no single organization or company can influence the organization in, in any specific direction. It is, it is truly uh, comprising of a, a broad-spectrum representation. And transparent for that matter. 100%. Hanuman, so, so then I can deduce from what you've just said that SA Watermark uh, is, is not just another certification scheme. Is that correct? No, absolutely. 100% right there. Um, I have to stress the fact SA Watermark is not a certification scheme. Um, not at all. We do not certify products and we do not test products. It's not part of our functions. We maintain a register of products that have been tested and that have been certified. It's the, the manufacturer has got a choice. The manufacturer of the product can choose where he wants to test his products. He can choose who he wants to certify the products with. What the SA Watermark does is we verify that 
whatever testing certification have been done is valid, let's call it that, um, before that can be placed on our register. So our register is a register of products that has been tested or certified somewhere along the line by credi uh, credible bodies. Just before we continue the conversation, it's time to hit the brakes again. Don't forget to download the all-new and improved App Plumber from the Google Play Store. All your plumbing solutions are just a click away, exclusively for Android users. Welcome back. So we, we're talking about testing and we're talking about certification. So just briefly explain to us or elaborate on the difference between the two. Yeah, we're going to have to keep it briefly because that is a discussion that can go on for quite some time. But you know what? Testing, uh, it's what the word says. You have a product in front of you, you run tests, and you see what the outcome of that is. But testing is a once-off process. It happens once, and it only happens on the, with the single product in front of you. It is not something, I mean, if you have a test report, it does not mean the production of this factory is always the same. It, a test verifies the product's design. It verifies that the design of the product can comply. So test is a once-off, it's, it's very important, but it's a once-off incident um, in time and it's, it does not speak to the production at all. Certification, on the other hand, is an ongoing process. This is where test needs to be done to make sure the product comply, but there's also oversight on the manufacturing processes. Is this pros product manufactured consistently? And there are international uh, standards and norms that, that govern how testing and certification is done. But that's where the difference lies. I wanted to ask, Herman, so, so who exactly does the testing? Are there various organizations or people or, or companies or who does the testing? Yes, there are. I mean, testing is a commercial business. Testing can happen anywhere. There are, well, frankly, there's quite a number of test laboratories in South Africa. There's quite a lot, number of test laboratories internationally. And similarly, uh, certification bodies, there, there are various certification bodies. Um, in some some cases, it's the same organization. I mean, the, I, probably the most well-known in South Africa is the SABSS commercial division that has test laboratories that perform tests and they have a certification body that does certification. So in their case, it's it's a single body that, that, that can offer both services. Um, in other cases, there are test laboratories that only do testing and there's certification bodies that only certify. They will... They have to have contracts and agreements with test laboratories, but they don't necessarily have to own their own test laboratories. Can I then ask um, whether all testing centers and, and certifiers are reliable? <laughs> so that's a question we all want to know. Are they all reliable? And that's a question the man in the street wants to know. I mean, are they reliable? How do I, how do I trust? I mean, if a salesman comes to me with a product and a test report, how do I know? whether that test report is credible, whether it's been just written. Let me not <laughs> mention examples here. You know, but as, as, as the person, you know, you're either the installer, sorry to interrupt you, Herman, yes. but as the installer uh, or the consumer out there, you would, you would want to know whether you can trust what that person say. Listen, this product has been tested and it has been certified compliant. Um, you as the consumer or you as the installer, you need to know whether you're able to trust that certificate. You, know, you need to know whether you can trust that, that testing center. That's correct. And I mean, it, it play, places an enormous responsibility on you as a plumber because if you read the test report and you say, this test report, I say it's good enough, I'll use the product. I mean, you take ownership of that decision that you've made. So yes, there are, there are definite questions about 
test laboratories and certification, who is, who is not, what can I trust, what can I not trust. What I can tell you, however, is if, it's on, if, if the product is on the wa SA Watermark register, um, all of those checks and balances have been done. That's, that is the, the, the value add that the SA Watermark brings. We veri verify and we validate that the testing and the certification that has been done on that product is, is valid, it's trustworthy, it's defendable. And so all you, all you as a consumer need to know is, well, the product's on the register and you know that the checks and balances are in place. It, it has been verified. Then already you can have oh, yeah. that peace of yeah. mind. You can, you can know that whatever certification and testing have been done on that specific product is, is, is true, it's accurate and reliable. Absolutely. Do all products need to be tested within South Africa? Uh, let's start, start with a simple answer. No, it doesn't have to be. I mean, our country uh, entered into agreements, into international agreements, I mean, to allow international tests to be accepted in South Africa and to allow our tests to be accepted internationally. So there's, there are fixed agreements in place uh, internationally. South Africa is party to those agreements. And from an SA Watermark point of view, we, we acknowledge and we respect the, the agreements that our country have signed. So in cases, for instance, where a product has been tested internationally, um, we verify that the terms of that agreement have been complied with, and if it has been complied with, we will accept it and it can be listed on the SA Watermark. I have to say at this, at this point, it's important to understand and not to be misled with this. The fact that we, that we accept test reports out of Europe doesn't mean that we're deviating from the requirements of the standard. If there's a national, South African national standard, that is the requirements that has to be complied with. So, in layman's terms, if a product is tested in Europe to an EN standard, no, it will not be accepted in South Africa. If a product is tested in Europe to the South African national standard, yes, it will be accepted. It was very interesting that you mentioned that um, we've got agreements in place in South Africa that our test laboratories, um, you know, are also accepted uh, internationally. Is that correct? Yes, as I say, there are sets of rules. These rules need to apply. And again, that's a session that we can have all on its own. I'm specifically not going into the, into the details, barring to say that if, we, if, if, if you comply with the rules that our country agreed agree to yes then it uh, then it can definitely be accepted internationally Herman typically who would benefit from being listed uh, through SA watermark or on the register of SA watermark well Willem, that that again it's a question I can answer in different ways so I want to start by saying I think the, the people that benefits the most is the consumers and the plumbers um, from getting the confidence um, using the products that's on the SA watermark. But if I take look at it from a manufacturer's point of view, any manufacturer who want to stand up, who want to show, listen, look, my product does comply. There's a simple reference that, um, and, I and I can show to the world that my, my verification, it's been verified. I subjected myself to the verification. I mean, they benefit because people w will, will see that as a positive. They will... Uh, there's a drive to use compliant products. I also want to touch onto that that this is, this is set up to to be positive for for different types of organisations. This is not only for the big manufacturers. This is from anything from big corporate organisations um, with 
uh, big processes in place down to the to the the little man the the, the guy that that designed something new who wants to bring in this got a very small production line small production even even small companies like that can their products can be listed on the SA watermark and that and they can use this as well as a platform to show the world that just the fact that we're small doesn't mean we, we our products aren't compliant mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so let me and let me see if i understand correctly so so you have a manufacturer of a product um, and they want to put their product out there in the market yet there's legislation and regulation um, that refer to applicable plumbing standards to say listen your product before you put it out in the market there or for that matter that plumbers when or installers when they do plumbing work they have to comply with the regulations of the standards or the requirements of the standards and for that matter they also have to use compliant products and components so before you as a manufacturer put your product out there you have to ensure that it's voluntary to to for for manufacturers to say i'm putting my my product out on the market um to say whether they they certified as put it through the testing and certified as being compliant with with all the requirements, um, or or can they just put it out in the market without it being compliant? Uh, no, manufacturers cannot do that, or they are not supposed to do that. So all products, the law says all products must comply. The law requires you to have evidence to show that the product does comply, but the law doesn't say what this what this evidence shall be. And this is the one of the benefits that the SA Watermark brings. It helps uh, create a platform for manufacturers to show this. I mean, there's freedom of choice. A manufacturer, the law doesn't say you have to test at a specific laboratory. The law doesn't say that the product has to be certified by a specific company. Um, a manufacturer has got choice. You can choose where is the most economic. I mean, normal market forces need to drive this supply and demand and quality of service and all of that needs to drive this. And the manufacturer can choose. That obviously makes it difficult for the plumbers to understand who to choose and what to believe and what not to believe. And again, comes in the SA watermark. If the different manufacturers choosing their own testing certification partners all submit their products for verification and listing on the SA watermark, for the plumber it's a simple single point of reference. He doesn't have to know where the products were tested or certified. All he needs to know is it is on the register Whoever the manufacturer chose to test or certify with is above board, I can use the product. The checks and balances are in place. That is correct. Just before we continue the conversation, it's time to hit the brakes again. Plumber training has never been easier with articulated plumber courses. Enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn CPD points. Our informative and easy-to-follow courses can be found on iopsatraining.co.za. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Articulated Plumber. Welcome back. To continue our discussion, I would like to ask the following question. Herman, what is the process of becoming listed or of a, of a product or a component becoming listed through SA Watermark? So if I can just quickly run through the process, uh, and you, I've said most of this already, but for, for the sake of, of this quick explanation, the process starts with the manufacturer, manufacturer making sure the product complies. It, it remains his responsibility to make sure that he produces a product that complies. Then the manufacturer chooses his testing certification partner. 
He goes to the parole, says he have it tested, he have it certified. Then he can bring that evidence to the SA watermark. Go through our administrative or our application process. There's checks and balances behind our process that needs to go that we need to go through to validate all of that information. And if it's validated, um, it gets put on the register. And then there's an ongoing process. There are some checks and balances that we go through continuously just to monitor um, the the products uh, throughout time. You, you've mentioned that products need to comply with minimum requirements for them to become listed. There is an application process, so a manufacturer can uh, approach you and uh, approach SA Watermark and for that matter say, I've got this product, it's been tested, it's been certified. Um, they then hand to SA Watermark acceptable evidence and then SA Watermark uh, conducts a verification pro- or a verification process of that acceptable evidence, um, and again, they they don't compromise on the requirements of the South African National Standards. And then, once a product is registered, um, SA Watermark continues to monitor that product. What exactly does that monitoring process entail? Okay, so our monitoring process is is basically we hold the manufacturer accountable. Understand that the manufacturer who choose to list their product on this register um, enters an agreement and they agree that we can have an oversight of what they do. So on a, on a regular basis, we do check back with them ver- to verify that they are still um, producing the products to the standard that they need to. And there are, there are different levels uh, that, that applies, uh, applies to this. Um, that's why we've introduced a, a star rating system that we can elaborate on. But I think one of the important things within the monitoring process is the law, as it stands, already holds the manufacturer accountable for their products. The manufacturer has to ensure that these products comply. So what the SA Watermark does is, in cases where it might be picked up that something did go wrong or something turned out to be non-compliance and so on, um, through our agreement with the manufacturers, we can go back to them, hold them accountable, um, and make them do the corrections. And if necessary, we can even announce, uh, make public announcements to, to warn consumers about products that suddenly no longer complies and that they might need to be wary about and so on. But we, we hope that that will never be necessary. Herman, uh, so uh, I heard you talk about the star rating. Uh, I, I, I visited SA Watermark's site uh, before this interview and uh, I read about the star rating but but can you please elaborate on that? How does it work? Yes, yeah, so the star rating is is uh, an interesting dynamic that we that we brought to the table. We have to understand again that standards are minimum compliance. So products need to at least comply to the, 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 the requirement of the standard and that's verified by a, by a test report, the design verification. Then when we started touching on certification, as we say, that's an ongoing process. How much effort does the manufacturer take to make sure that the product continues to comply with this? And there are different levels that, that manufacturers can go to. So we give the manufacturer a choice. We've got a star rating, one star to four stars. Um, and the manufacturer choose under which star rating he wants to list these products. So the, the extremes from the both ends are on the entry level of one star. One star means a product has been tested um, and the manufacturer committed to produce it consistently. 
And there's within our rules, there's limitations of, on how long a product can be listed under a one-star rating. It's not about that's the entry level, and there's very little ongoing conformance verification. Where the four-star rating, the ultimate on the on the extreme side, that is where a manufacturer commits to to um, to ongoing checks on the factory. That might be either by us or by other organisations. That's normally through a certification body that does that. Um, ongoing uh, pro- product verification, um, pro- process verification. But in addition to that, the SA Watermark will from time to time draw random samples, um, randomly out of the market from anywhere where the manufacturer cannot influence the product that we receive and where the manufacturer cannot influence the test. We from the SA Watermark will then s- submit that to testing at the laboratory of our choosing um, and verify that it's it's a simple process to to take the manufacturer out of the question. We we re, we refer to it as blind testing. The manufacturer cannot influence the test or the product. He cannot fix a product quickly before it gets tested. So we we get the ownership of the product. We make sure that it gets submitted for some random testing to verify. Um, and if any problems are found, we we will take it up with the manufacturer. He'll hold him accountable for that. Um, otherwise, it's just a confirmation that, you know what, even where the manufacturer had no opportunity to manipulate this, the products really does still comply. And that's the significance of the star rating. So, Hadman, where exactly can can uh, the consumers out there, or the installers for that matter, where exactly can they access that star rating or the register itself? Okay, so... Um, the first starting point is I refer you to the to our website, um, and there will be a, a SA Watermark app. So on both the website and the app, our register component is under construction at the moment as we speak now. But please go and check back on that. Um, it will be there soon. It, 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 it's just about to, it will be up and running um, shortly. So up and running and, 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 and also updated for that. And updated, absolutely. So you'll, I think the easiest point of reference is go to the website. All the information is there, all the links to the to the app, everything you can find there. It's sawatermark.co.za, simple as that, sawatermark.co.za. So, Hanuman, it boils down to one thing. It boils down to uh, peace of mind. For the consumer out there, it boils down to peace of mind uh, for the installers who need to know that they are using or choosing from a from a, a list that is guaranteed um, to have compliant products that have gone through proper testing and that have been properly certified. That's what it boils down to. Ab- absolutely. And for the manufacturers, don't forget, forget them. For them, it boils down to freedom of choice. Mm-hmm. You can choose where you can do your business best and you can use that in the market. Just before we say goodbye, it's time to hit the brakes one last time. We'd like to encourage our audience to follow Articulated Plumber on Instagram and Facebook, not only to find out more about the Man in the Band podcast, but also to learn more about any exciting and interesting news that we may have. Our handle on both Instagram and Facebook is Articulated Plumber. Herman, any last words to, to our audience? Final words from my side is, you know what, if you have any any questions through our website, there, there's portals, there's places where you can ask the questions, send it through. If you want to 
um, if you manufacture, you want to list your products, contact us. Easiest is click on the website, submit through there. Um, somebody from the office will be in contact and we'd be very happy to assist you. Thank you very much for this opportunity, Willem. Hanman, thank you. Thanks for your time. Thanks for the uh, valuable information that you've shared with the audience. And then also thank you to the audience for having tuned into this episode. Finally, it's time to switch off this engine. Cheerio. Man in the Van podcast, your regular audio drive time companion. 